film fans, welcome to episode 21 of The Big Review Ski. The film show from Joe and Her that like Tom Cruise in any Tom Cruise film or Marvin Harry in the Home Alone movies, we just can't die. Even though we all feel like we are dying. Because I think I've made both of you a, l- a little bit sick. Shit, it, I forgot it, what I was going to say. You <laughs> just answered the question. Anyway, I'm your host, Owen Hardy, and I'm delighted to be joined by two guys who also happen to be known as the Wet Bandits, but for entirely different reasons. It's Rory Cashin and Paul Moore. It was not a sexual joke. And it can be whatever kind of joke you want. If you'd like to be left home alone with any of the big reviews you can, then why not let us know? That's 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 a sexual joke. Joke. It might be. And tweet us on Twitter at Big Reviewski, and you can WhatsApp us on 0035387400103. Once again, we're going to have to uh, call off the Rudy Nudies the last week. There was, there yeah, was they another... weren't as uh, medicinal as I thought they would have been. No, no. And uh, so you can't stop sending them. Please. Um, now, though, you better hold on to your butts because we've got a deadly dino pack show coming up uh, with High Clues Asaurus, Reviews Asaurus, oh and the Stars Asaurus of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Bryce Dallas Hard, Asaurus, <laughs> Chris Pratt, Asaurus, and Drumroll. Thanks. Jeff. Flippin'. Flippin' Goldblum. Look at you not cursing. <laughs> no, See, thanks, he's too Paul. cool. He doesn't even get the Asaurus. It's just Jeff Goldblum. I kind of want to go straight to Jeff. And Jeff just... Goldblum wrecks. Oh, right. Yeah. I was like, he wrecks what? What does he do? Jeff Goldblum Raptor. That doesn't really work. That Rex doesn't. None no, of this. No. Just leave Jeff Goldblum as he is. He's good enough on his own. Fair. Um, so, now though, before we do get to Jeff and those other Jurassic World interviews, uh, it's time for the big question on the Big Review Ski. And last week we wanted to know, what was your favourite movie death? I went for... I know the answer to this one because <laughs> I picked it. Wait for it. Oh, no, I'm drawing. Lord oh, it was Boromir. The, of course. Yeah. Sean Bean in Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Paul, you went for... I went for Jack Nicholson's character in uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, I went for Sam Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. Oh, that was a funny death, all right, wasn't twice, it? Twice, But this week for the big question on the big review ski, uh, it's over to Rory or Cash Cashin. Oh, thank you. Um, I was like, or who? Or 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 whomever. Uh, Yes. Off the back of Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard having some genuinely uh, good chemistry in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, um, it came to mind that I should ask, what is everyone's favourite movie couple? Um, I did ask the cast and director as well, but we'll hear all their answers later. Yes. But before then, own... Let's hear your answer. So, myself and Paul were talking about this earlier on because we were trying to work out the interpretation of the question. Mm. So, favourite movie couple? Are we talking about romantically involved here? It's whatever you... Whatever came to mind when you read that question, that's 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 the answer I want. The answer! Way to flip it back onto him. Okay. Singular. <laughs> well, let's see. He's got ten, doesn't he? he I do. No, I'll, I'll be honest. I have one, He's got a history two, of romantic three. things here, probably. Four. I've got four. Four there. Five. There's five people. Well, in that's this, five. There's five people in this couple. Six. Five. That's one big orgy. <laughs> that is. It was quite a party. No, there are five. But I am going to whittle it down to two. One. Just one. Okay. Go and, on. Uh, get a little. This is. This is. This is a love for the ages, basically. Or well, it was up until the sequel. You and Rory. There's <laughs> hmm? <Is> a sequel. <laughs> if we continue seeing each other, mm-hmm. then we should keep it relatively quiet around the station. Absolutely. My wild love tigress. Mm. <laughs> Tasteful discretion is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. 
Did I say that loud? Hey, you pretty much yelled it. Well, I can't help it. It is, of course, <laughs> Ron Burgundy and Veronica Corningstone from Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. That is a fantastic choice. I, I was fully expecting you to go with some old school romance. Cause, uh, well, that was on the list you, of five. You had, you had a big soft, you had heart, really. Well, like but The Apartment? Like Shirley MacLaine and Jack Lemmon? Paul, let's, <laughs> let's talk I over was him. thinking about this, like Owen, up until we went on air, and I was tossing between, like, buddy Excuse cop me? stuff. Jesus. No, I don't want you to keep it clean. But like Owen, I'm going to go for a comedy, Frank Drebin and... Uh, yes! Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go Frank Drebin and uh, Jane from the Naked Gun series. That's it. Uh, and I was, gonna, I was convinced you were going to pick... Arnie and Carl Weathers from Predator. <laughs> <laughs> I was convinced you were going to go for uh, True Romance, Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette. Oh, and do you have that? I'm not reading from your list here. You're probably already <laughs> there. This is, this is an excuse just for you to keep giving keep, more. No, no, no. That, that, was, that was definitely I, one I And it also was has one of the, before, well, up there with Team America for you, the funniest sex scene when the full on condoms <laughs> in the yeah. first one. And uh, yeah, just, I just love those films so much. They're so stupid, but they still make me laugh. Like the assault of the concrete dildo on that film and everything is just, it's just amazing. I, Love the moment whenever. Jeez, is it the first? Nice Maybe it's the second one. <laughs> Not that bit, but uh, the Black well, bit one. They have the lines like, "She can melt a cheeseburger from across the room," <laughs> and she, I love cheeseburgers. She reminded so. me of my mother. <laughs> and the other one was uh, what was it? Jane Howard the children. We didn't have children, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is a funny film. That it, they, yeah, the first, yeah, maybe, oh, no, yeah, no, it's, it's got their best. So, Rory, what about you? What the about you? falling apart. <laughs> you old romantic softy. Yeah, I feel. Uh, yeah, I actually did go full romance. Um, oh, wow. Isn't that sound nice? guy, you okay? Would you mind queuing us up? What are you doing? What do you think you're doing to me? Hey, look, if you think I'd come all the way down here for my help, you're out of your mind. Sam's dead. Okay, he's dead. Ghost? Tell her I love her. He says he loves you. Oh. Sam would never say that. Ditto, tell her ditto. That was ditto. Ditto. And then it's like it goes quiet for a second, and then she the music, it. and it's oh, oh. Have feelings again. No, the music. Rory's pretending to make pottery, but he hasn't got anything in front of him. Doing the same hand movement style. <laughs> this is nice with the music. Yeah, but she did a whole show, just like real <laughs> to romantic, sensual. Bed. That's did a great show. So you did go kind of uh, all romance. Yeah, yeah. I thought that uh, Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze were uh, fantastic in that. Um, and Whoopi Goldberg. Oscar She's part of that Oscar relationship. Winning. She won an Oscar for that. Whoopi Goldberg. She did indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just a beautiful romantic story and all about love the and villain in that oh. always creeped the hell out of me the guy in the bus they, on, the, on the subway they meet the ghost who has to flip the bottle caps <gasps> he wasn't even the villain he just oh, like helped him he just had such a distinguishing face yeah. the other yeah. ghost it was uh, the, it was what's it? Johnny was not his name the guy who killed Patrick Swayze now. he was a pretty good villain too yeah yeah, good film. So those are our all-time favourite movie couples for now, for like the moment we're recording it. But there are probably more people like... Don't. Okay. You starting, to, starting to have feelings again. <laughs> oh, this is weird. I know. We better move on before Paul starts getting emotional. <laughs> um, actually, Paul, it's over to you because you've got this week's example high clue. Need to need to think about, get away from, get away from feelings together. stuff again. Stop, stop thinking about romance. Okie doke, guys. Uh, first line, pens at the ready. Are we good? Okay. okay. Here we go. I, I did do my usual five minutes preparation before it went on air, but anyway, let's see how it goes. Just know. Pete, so much to Pete dances on stars. Pete dances on stars. Dances on stars. Second line: Prison break, 
needs leg and tape. Prison break. Needs leg and tape. Leg and tape. Final line. Tree keeps them all free. Tree or three? Tree is in T-R-E-E. Way to get the Dublin accent there. Tree, trees. Tree. Tree, trees. Small virus. Tree. What was Tree keeps them all free. Yeah. I'm not confident at all about the, the syllable I, count, by the way. I have the film. Oh yeah. Let's let's do the uh, let's do the syllables here. Okay. Pete. Pete dances, dances on, on stars. Five. We're off to a good one. Prison break needs leg, leg and tape. tape. Seven. Amazing. Tree, Tree keeps them, them all free. Five. Okay. Five. Rory pretty much got it straight away. On you got it. Okay. Pete dances on stars. Okay. Prison break. I can tell you, Rory's got it. Prison Break needs leg and tape. Tree keeps them all free. Oh, this could be interesting. We could tease him knowing that you've got there already for the whole show. As if, yeah. as if I need to be teased. Look at the I need to be loved. I don't know if you remember her last week's show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to be loved. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, listen, listen. We'll come back and to it. Roy, can I see your I notebook for a second? I don't need to come back to it because I have the answer. Okay. Some of us have the answer. That's a toughie now this week. So we'll come back to it later <laughs> on in the Roy show. I got it in about one, one second. One second. Yeah. What was it that gave it away for you? The correct answer. Oh, you cheeky son of a bitch. <laughs> do you know what for that well actually you actually can't is, take us you know anywhere this, this week, week this week we're not doing the top 10 films at the Irish box office because we thought Jeez, we're already having a good day so we, we thought we would mix things up because we're halfway through the year are we technically halfway through yeah, yeah sixth month we're in, <laughs> yeah, so. that counts so we decided to do uh, basically uh, our what are we calling these? Half year in the half year half, awards. The half year awards. Okay. So all the films that have been released in 2018 so far, we've got 10 different categories. So it's time to go to the movies. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 we've already gone. That's the point of the awards. These are also movies. Yeah, but we've gone to We're them. We're going to the movies. We're going to the movies to give awards. The first category in the you half give awards year awards in the cinema now is the most. Yeah, it's the perfect place to do it. Yeah, Up first, it's the most disappointing film of 2018 so far. What did you go for? A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, good shout! I really Paul. wanted it to be good, but it wasn't. Strangers Two. Loved the first one. The original, the second sequel is trash at a time, and horror is really good. Yeah. I went for the Cloverfield Paradox. <gasps> was very excited about That's that. That's a really good show, and it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Chris O'Dowd was the best thing about it. Yeah, and uh, the rest of it just pants. Our next category. So congratulations to those three. What are they? Did they all three of them kicking the arse again? Well yeah. done. Well done. Congratulations. You're not good enough. The next category is the most surprisingly good film of 2018 so far. I went with Blockers. Yes, that would be expected. Yes, it was nearly game night, but I went with Blockers instead. I thought it just might be because those the trailer was bizarrely so bad. Rory, I have the exact same answers ah. because the same reason. Trailer Why don't was, you just trailer was terrible? Shift and go good films. That's for the after party. Of I'll go. Outside. I'll go with Blockers because it's a bit more progressive in terms of its casting. Yeah. Okay, and I went for Solo, a Star Wars story, because I thought oh. that that was going to be a mess of a film mm. after the uh, the different uh, directors that were involved. But it was actually surprisingly good. So one, once more, can, you're can, good can, enough. Uh, the next category is the best scare in a film in 2018 so far. Mm-hmm. 
Roy? Uh, I went with the bear attack in Annihilation. Oh, I had a feeling you were going to go for that <laughs> one. Because you wrote a brilliant article on just that one scare. Uh, yeah, it freaked the <laughs> shit out of me. Yeah, this, uh, it, was, big it was ter- yeah. really, really, really upsetting for me for whatever reason. It seemed to strike <laughs> me at just the right time. It was very scary. Uh, Paul? I loved that image of the old person wandering in the forest in a quiet place just when they mm. fill him with so many monsters and demons. Just the startling image of that guy on his own his family's dead and then he just loses it I thought it was such a wonderful sequence Mine's is actually from A Quiet Place as well and it's from the bit that was made famous by the trailer when the boy is walking along and the sound Mm. of the little shuttle every time I hear that sound it still completely freaks me out and everything that's associated with that moment and what follows it it just the sheer dread after hearing that noise. Funny, so we both went for stuff in the with the daytime scares. Yeah, daytime exactly. Yeah. Um, the Sign next, of a good horror. Ca- oh, do, 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 oh, yeah, so sorry, sorry. you're so sorry. scary, God. Yeah. Ah, do we go to a commercial break? I'm too scared. No. This is like a four-hour award ceremony. What are, what are you wearing? The Oscars. Who are we, sorry, who are you who are wearing? wearing? The Oscars. I love this. They just be wrapping up, wrapping up, go through. I'm going to do straight a to the bar. Change. Uh, the next category is the best action scene in a film in 2018. So I far, we went with the car chase in Ready Player One. Oh, I was thinking of that one as well. Did you go with that one? I didn't. Okay. No, Spielberg's gonna. He's gonna be <laughs> cool. So story though, right? We Spielberg did. will be crushed. Known. He's never gonna talk to you again. That's true. What did you go for, Paul? I went for Ebony Maw versus the Avengers, the first set piece. I thought it was so well staged. And it was funny, you know, we have to retrieve a magical orb from two wizards. Uh, Iron Man just completely undersold it, brilliantly shot from the Russos and set the tone for the whole film. And Tom Von Oller is brilliant as Ebony Maw in that scene, just the way he kind of plays the character. Uh, I actually went for uh, Thanos versus Hulk at the start of the film, uh, Avengers Infinity War. It's very brief but it's a brilliant scene where Hulk meets his match basically because Thanos has the power stone and the Hulk has performance issues after that that's a relatable that's a, that's a joke that's like a double it's, meaning it's joke it's fact okay alright oh the sorry yay Actually, here's to the Hulk not being able to get us green, out. green. Out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the best film of 2018 so far that nobody went to see I went with You Were Never Really Here uh, the Lynn Ramsey um, Hold on, how can the film that nobody went to see, two out of three people picked it? Uh, That's statistically incorrect. In case you're not wondering, I literally showed my notes to Rory and I yeah. have you never really oh, okay. seen, <laughs> seen them all. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was amazing and uh, everyone I spoke to, except for Paul, um, <laughs> hasn't seen it. This is Joaquin Phoenix's film. Yes, with Lynn Ramsey, a super insanely dark uh, psychological thriller. I remember the pair of you absolutely raving about it at the time. There's one sequence as well in particular uh, on CCTV and oh. Lynn, Lynn Ramsey's brilliant at kind of what Tarantino's do is that you think you see a lot of violence, but you actually don't. The, the framing of that shot's moving the camera away. Joaquin Phoenix is amazing. And the ending uh, goes into a place when you think this is entirely plausible, but then it has a different ending. It's it's fantastic. Really check it out. Brilliant. Um, I went for Making the Grade, the oh. piano documentary. Because um, even though we did recommend it, it never really got into the Irish box office. And uh, hopefully it will do well on DVD release. But uh, <laughs> are you gulping over there? So congratulations oh, yeah. to all yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah. Our, uh, it's just a street clapping now because no one else has heard enthusiasm. of you. Enthusiasm. The next question is: Who's having the best 2018 so far? I said Disney because they have had uh, the Avengers, um, Black Panther, and Star Wars in the first five months of the film alone. Yeah. <laughs> so they have Cha-ching. owned the year. They, so far. they ha- if you're looking for your money, uh, Disney have your money. 
Yes, Paul. I went for Chadwick Boseman, uh, star of Black Panther, also in Avengers now. Uh, not just a film Black Panther, I think we can say it's an event now and uh, great to see representation again. And he's going to carry that franchise and going into maybe the next few films, he could be one of the key players in the Avengers version 2.0, if that's what they do, if they ever re- relaunch the new saga. Most definitely. I went for Disney as well. Oh. Disney Marvel. Uh, pretty Disney much, Marvel. <laughs> Disney Marvel. Uh, pretty much just because, as you said, they're taking everybody's money. They got all the money. Yeah, even though Solo A Star Wars Story has been a disappointing uh, box office for them, they're still... It's they'll, still they'll be fine. Like yeah. it's, it's not going to lose money. It's I don't think they're going to go into liquidation. They'll be okay. No. Uh, the next uh, category... Oh, sorry. Oh, Sorry. I'm oh, so yeah. happy uh, yeah. your, your ears well, got Sorry, you can't hear it's over all that money you're counting for. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. But who's having the worst 2018 so far? So far, I went with Blumhouse. Oh, Because uh, last year, by this time last year, they had already released Split and Ghetto. Um, and by this time this year, as in today, mm-hmm. they have released Insidious Chapter 4 and Truth or Dare. Which are two of, two of the worst films I've seen this year so far. So, not a great year. But uh, looking forward at what they have coming out the next six months, uh, it'll pick up. Paul, I went uh, kind of real life, and I'm delighted to see he's having a terrible year. Which, Trump. Is, Har- which is Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh, yep, so I'm delighted to see he's been dragged, and uh, after being in the trial uh, the weekend, so he'll have a long, long legal battle to face. I went for Harvey Weinstein, and he deserves it. Exactly. Round of applause there, you big creepy fucker. Next one was <laughs> What's the best Irish film of 2018 so far? Did we all pick the same one? I don't think so. I feel you didn't. I didn't. Okay, I think we say it on three. three. Okay, one, one two, two, three. three. Michael Sugar inside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said Michael inside. Damn it. Well. Rory, so both, stop of, both my of you notes. went for Michael Inside. Yes, I Me. went with Making the Grade. Is that because you didn't see Michael Inside? <laughs> yes, this is true. Okay. But also because Making the Grade is such a beautiful piece of filmmaking, so yeah. it fits the bill. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the next one. Oh, hey. oh, what's the best film of 2018 so far? I think you and I probably have the same answer Rory, again. Come on, I said don't a quiet say place. A quiet place. place, Paul. Rory's already answered everything. This is what I was I was torn. I have a quiet place and I had a a slash. See honestly ready player. But for me, a quiet place a quiet place it wasn't just the best horror of the year, it's the best horror I've seen in about a decade. So it was head and shoulders for me. But as a cinematic experience as well, where oh, everybody yeah. is involved, no matter, because we all went to different screenings of it, mm-hmm. and I think everybody's own uh, experience of seeing it is unforgettable. They just love it. Except if you're For a, our a mammy. Yeah. yeah, of course. They just don't like it. Um, and the final category, what's the film we're still looking forward to watching most in 2018? I'm going to answer this last. As if we need to. Yeah, I did. There's a reason why. That. At the start <laughs> of the year, I said The Predator, but having seen the trailer, I'm not too right. optimistic. Yeah, it didn't win me over so I'm going to flip it up and go for Hereditary which is coming out soon the Tony Collette star in horror it looks amazing like next week yeah yeah okay I've got uh, four and I'm going to go with Jesus Christ do you know what no I didn't Uh, okay Right? I'm going to go Michelin Michel, Michelin Michelin <laughs> I'm going to go Mission Impossible Fallout which mustache. is out in July mustache. yes and because the, the opposite <laughs> the, must, the moustache yes. moustache uh, because the trailers have been fantastic yes. for that and because the last couple of films have been I know we've talked about it before on the big review ski but 
they always deliver in terms like of action and four drama. Four out of five of them are really good. Yeah, like that's yeah. pretty good ads. So, um, and this one again looks like it's going to be um, pretty spectacular. So, Mission Impossible Fallout. Do you want to hear my other ones? No. Okay. Um, the Meg. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, just today, what I came I came back into the office oh. and uh, there was an email from the <gasps> author of the Meg. <laughs> Rory who had contacted me saying thank so, you so much for all of the coverage Rory uh, and you've got 85 no 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 thank you for introducing us to the the mic. Mic. <laughs> excuse no, me no, no, please uh, he's like you've got 85% of the whole story of the Meg if you want full full 100% uh, just let me know and also, what's your address? And I'll send you a signed what copy. Is this? I'll send you a signed copy of the book. This is amazing. So I was like, it's happening. I'm being I'm being called up to the next level of <laughs> Wait there. reality. What's it? Is this like from he's been Meg, Meg? He's been Meg washed. This is from MegLover six to nine at hotmail.com. Who it's was actually this from? not terribly unlike that email address. <laughs> How do you know it's the real author? I, I don't didn't even know. know it was a book. It, it, it's the first of eight books. Holy moly! So we've got that to look forward to. That's but, incredible. Uh, he, he, the director or not of or not the director the author of The Meg or not uh, emailed me today <laughs> so Paul is it you I gotta tell him it was a joke? prank yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I, get, I will meet you at the spire at 6 o'clock <laughs> wear a red hat I mean alright that's, right. If that's, I, if that's what the author of Meg wants then that's what I'm gonna do <laughs> you would do anything for that film <laughs> yeah yeah you would completely debase yourself I will die for, for some random person on the internet yeah, that's. Yeah. Is that not? Is that not <laughs> how you find people to love you now? Is, it, is that not how it works? Is that not relationships? Well, oh, that's a round of applause, not just for the Meg, but for Rory as well. Yeah. Fully deserved. Oh, cheapers! I'm genuinely really excited about that. That was a roller coaster. Yeah. So congratulations to all the films that won awards in the. Uh, half year awards at the Big Review Ski mm-hmm. pretty catchy join us uh, <laughs> in 365 days uh, for the next episode can we go um, to the bar if this is the Oscars we'd all be just going well, no we've got the full year awards we can do that as well yeah. oh look at fucking Einstein over here halves bitch <laughs> <laughs> uh, up next we have the big interview on the Big Review Ski and as we said at the start of the show we have Chris Pratt Bryce Dallas Hart and Jeff Goldblum and now, Rory, you had a chance to sit down with the stars of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I did, yes. Um, when you go into the interview room, um, there's like there's a very specific setup with the cameras and the mics and, every, and everything. And I'm normally like two or three inches taller than the person who's just gone in, in front of me. So there's always adjustments to be made whenever I come into the room. Makes a difference. Yeah. But I came in and I uh, sat down with uh, with Chris and Bryce and Bryce was like you're very tall because they were picking stuff up and I was like yeah and Chris was like how tall are you I was like oh, I was six, six, he was like same as me bro and amazing he, he got up out of his chair and like high fived me because we were the same height <laughs> and then when he sat back down he was he's wearing this like pimping suit that you can see on uh, the Joe YouTube channel but when he sat back down his pants came up a bit oh. and you could see his socks and he, I was like your socks are on point because they were bright yellow and he was wearing just kind of a shiny, uh, shiny blue suit. And then everyone in the room started comparing their socks um, at the very start of the interview. Uh, and then halfway through it, you'll hear me mention that we're the same height uh, and something else as well. Like so that's now. context. Yeah, it was, it was uh, foreshadowing. <laughs> so this is Rory's sock chat and height chat with uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Hard about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Congratulations on the movie. Thank you, Rory. First off... Uh, did you see it? I did. Did you like it? I did. 
I did. I thought it was very scary and I thought it was beautiful. <gasps> it, there was some stuff in there and I was like, that is yeah, the it's prettiest really, Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, and it's emotional too. It really packs a punch. There, there's one scene in particular where I was like, no, yep. my man lump is going <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know, do you, know yeah. you don't yeah. want to cry? Yeah, yeah. There. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but... Last week, a colleague of mine spoke to Mr. Ron Howard. Who's he? he uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a director. He's mm. a director. Yeah, I've heard. And yeah, uh, he, he asked him, did he have any questions we could ask you? Oh, fun. Um, and the question that came back is because I'm from Ireland uh, and Ron Howard filmed Far and Away in Ireland and apparently brought his family over to Dingle and, and yes. stuff around there. He, he asked, do, Ron asked via me, yes. do you remember your Irish holiday? Yes, of course. We okay. So first of all, there's there's a dolphin that's there who's Funky. like yes, yeah. yes, a wild dolphin. I actually looked up. Is this true? I looked up a few years ago because I was like, I wanted to see like if the dolphin was still around and and like, he's still around. Yes, yeah. Isn't that crazy? A dolphin from far and away. Yeah, yeah. From like, well, <laughs> well the, the dolphin wasn't in far and away. But oh, I we thought I didn't remember that. I was like, no, I thought the dolphin, it was like this is a wild dolphin, a wild dolphin who stayed there in this like cove and dingle. For like for decades. Decades. Yeah. Decades. And I got to swim with him. Yeah. He's, a, he's a friendly dolphin. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a friendly dolphin. He's like the thing to see. Yeah. You haven't been clearly because your face is one of shock. Yeah. So I know. Dingle is also go. just so beautiful. And we yeah. stayed in this beautiful house on the top of a like a, a, a hill and there were a zillion sheep and and we I I mean, Seems yeah, I remember iconic. all of it. It was so beautiful. I love Far and Away. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch was... Far and Away right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, just one year later. No, <laughs> off he goes. John Williams. John Williams. Oh, of course. That, yeah. So good. I didn't know he did the score for that yes, actually. He did. Well, just one year later, the first Jurassic Park came out. And Jurassic Park was like my Star Wars. It was the, the film where it was like, oh, I love film so much. Oh, I'm going to lose my mind. Yep, me too. Uh, so I was going to ask, what was your initial reaction? Can you remember seeing Jurassic Park in the cinema and. What are your memories? We're probably around the same age. I think I same uh, height, same age. Yeah, same yeah. height, same age. Uh, I, I remember. I'll never forget. It was just unbelievable, and and really not just because it's such great storytelling, because of the Michael Crichton script, because of Steven Spielberg as a director, but I think the moral dilemmas, all of that stuff. But it was for me the CG, like seeing. Yeah dinosaurs run across a screen and it wasn't that sort of stop motion that we were used to seeing and it wasn't like the puppeteering that we were used to seeing it looked real it was like wow movies have finally figured out how to make this movie i mean this is like i feel like this is the first movie anyone would want to make it's like yeah. what happens if dinosaurs and people live in the same time <laughs> if the dinosaurs flip out and start eating them let's make that movie we can't Good point. Yeah. But then all of a sudden they could, and now we have the technology to do this. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I was. We had the exact same reaction, even yeah. at the age of nine. Yeah. We're like, this is the future. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love your relationship in this movie. I uh, I love the back and forth between you both, and I was wondering, do you both have a favorite movie couple of all time? Ooh. Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy, African Queen. That's yeah, a good that's one. good. That's good. I mean, I'm just such a when Harry met Sally like junkie. That's pretty good. Like that's like they're just such a that's good something couple. Something nice about like they're that. a couple. They're yeah. a couple. They make a good couple. And then just like all those couples that you get to see the like real interviews and like Rob Reiner's parents and like, on the couch. You know? Right. That was really like, cute. That's just that's a movie about being a couple. Yeah. Yeah. T- Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger was a good couple. Yes. And Hugh Grant and Renee Zellweger. 
Yes. In Bridget Jones. Yes. And one final question. Uh, the the problem with your couple is that no, no one, neither one of you want to make the first move. You don't want to show that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for the love lorn out there, for the people who want to make that first move and just can't? Do you have the, uh, the advice for making that first move? Yeah, one day you're going to die. Make the move. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's straight in. No, my best friend, my best friend, she, there was like a circumstance like that. And I just knew, I was like, this is the guy. Like, and I straight up told her, I was like, if you don't do this, we will still be best friends and you will be in your 80s and you will be alone and miserable. And I will tell you, it is your fault because you didn't make the first move. And then he totally rejected her. <laughs> not friends anymore. Didn't work out. Yeah, it's just straight up did not work out. <laughs> did, they, did she make the move? Made the move. Are they married? They're married. They have a two-year-old. She's happy my ending. That's yeah. a fantastic happy it's ending. Very good. Sweet. She did it. Bryce and Chris, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Rory. Rory with a happy ending there with Chris Bratt and Bryce Dallas Hard. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Hard sounds seems like the nicest person you could ever meet. She's she so, is she up seems for the crack. lovely. Yeah, she's very energetic and she's very uh, forthright. Like. um yeah, like the very first question I had, I barely even asked the question. She's like, <laughs> "What was your opinion of the film?" Yeah. Um, and if if someone asks you that in that scenario, like, what is your reaction? Do you when do you one like, of the stars of the film is asking the interviewer, "What did you think of the film?" You're like, "Oh God, I'm going to lose my job and my life." Yeah. So you either tell the truth if it's good, <laughs> or you lie if it's bad. Well, we will be getting the definitive answer from mm-hmm. Rory uh, a little bit later on. Um, her laugh in that interview it sounds just like her character in Black Mirror yeah, it's almost yeah. identical but um, the pair of them seem lovely I love that Chris Pratt thinks that there was a dolphin in Far and Away now yeah that he was like oh I must have <laughs> I must have not been watching that film correctly all, all the travelling knuckle boxing community have dolphins back in that time in Ireland did you know exactly. that? Yeah. Yeah. just yeah. That, that little bit of information is just going to plant itself in his head so next time someone's <laughs> asking about that film he's saying what about the bit with the dolphin and I think, no, I think any didn't. film can be improved by putting a dolphin in there to be honest yeah. I think so but he's going to like if he ever does come to visit Ireland he will be like where are all the dolphins <laughs> <laughs> the dolphin people the um, dolphin okay so a couple of things before we go on to because as amazing as Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas are, are. They're, they're no Jeff Goldblum. Nobody is, really. Jeff Goldblum is barely Jeff Goldblum. That's true. But two things we need to mention. Okay. One in our half-year awards from earlier on. Rampage didn't get one mention at all. Jesus, lads, we should I'm, be sacked. I'm as shocked as anyone. In fairness, I thought Rampage was going to be its own category. Like, yeah, I think Rampage right. is going to get its own award ceremony next week, so do tune in for the Rampages <laughs> on next week's episode of The Big Juicy. The other thing Favourite is... Favourite 50-foot gorilla? <laughs> love it. Rampage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so, George. Um, I'm still struggling with this high clue. That's oh, the other oh, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pete dances on stars. Prison Break needs leg and tape. Tree keeps them all free. And now, Ror- the pair of you... A reminder, Rory got it within about five seconds, I think. You said you got it within the first couple of words. First two words, yeah. Pete dances. Yeah. And in, 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 in between break, Owen was trying to like work it out in his head, and he said, "Puff the magic dragon." I think at some stage, did he? Or, Pete, or, he said, or, "Pete the dragon." Magic Pete the dragon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Owen's gone into a weird place, <laughs> hallucinating. Well, we know what he's been doing. <laughs> okay, in between shows. Let's go into. Do you have any clues? Do you, need, do you want a clue? A or gift. A gift. A gift. What okay, gift do you want? Gift. No, listen. Let me stick with this, and in the meantime, let Rory and Jeff Goldblum. Enter. Well, first of all, Rory, what's it like to meet Jeff Goldblum in real life? It's um, it's it's exactly what you think it it will be because 
<sighs> like you could ask him literally anything and there's no guarantee that what you asked is necessarily what he's going to reply to <laughs> um, so you just kind of like just say words and just see where he lands and hopefully it's somewhere that you can easily move the conversation onto the next topic uh, but he is just so uniquely charismatic that uh, you just like I was saying I'd love to see a cut of that interview where it's just on my face because I know I must have just been like to the whole thing <laughs> we can make <laughs> every that time he was talking um, but before I came into the room and I sat down and he was like Rory 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 and I was like <laughs> yeah that's me he was like Rory I was like yeah uh, and he was like is Jeff Goldblum okay and I was like, he was like that's, that's a good name and I was like do you know any good Rory he's like Oh, Rory Cochran played played my son in some film that I can't now can't remember the name of. And he's like, well, "Where does that name come from?" And I was like, "Oh, well, well, I come from Ireland." And he's like, "Okay, Rory from Ireland. Okay, Amelda May's from Ireland." And then he started telling me how he was he's recording his debut album um, with Amelda May. And what? That, and that's how the interview begins. Without, not with a hello like normally. Where yeah. like, how was your day? You'll see it just like. Viciously cut in mid conversation where he's talking about Imelda May. So Jeff Goldblum, yeah, and Imelda May, Johnny Got a Boom Boom, and dinosaurs, and dinosaurs. <laughs> They're teaming up to to collaborate on an album. Uh, well, he's doing a jazz album, and he has different vocalists in doing jazzy covers of like classic songs, and she's doing uh, at least two of them anyway. That's incredible. Yeah. What a scoop. You heard it here first, unless you read it on Joe before this. In which ah, case, you see. heard it here. I never go on that side. Okay, <laughs> so this is Rory Cashin's interview. I always do uh, with the one, the only Jeff Goldblum. Melda May. Oh, I know. Oh my gosh! Such a voice. What a voice and what a person! What a soulful, lovely, beautiful person. She is a fantastic person. Sure um, the last time a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, interviewed yourself was for Thor Ragnarok and he brought you a lovely present for Blum's Day oh I remember him say hi to him I will uh, oh. and you sang Danny Boy for him and that interview oh, went Danny Boy <laughs> <laughs> that interview went super viral uh, oh, for good. us uh, so he set the bar spectacularly high for me to follow up so uh, well, no pressure on either of us Rory today. we're doing well already <laughs> yeah. we already talked about Imelda May true you know what she sang? She sang a couple of songs. She sang, she sang, Come on in my house, come on in my house, and I will give you pomegranates. It was very sensual and very, very beautiful. And then she sang um, This Bitter Earth. And the first, and when I heard her singing that, we rehearsed the day before. We didn't rehearse much. I was playing, she sang, I was in tears. Wow. And during the whole thing, oh my God, do you know that song? This bitter earth, and you know, because I, I love and I'm not loved in return, but maybe if somebody hears my call, this earth won't be so bitter after all. And to hear her sing that. That's pretty profound. And plus, like, any song she, she sings sounds completely different to any version you might have heard oh, previously. She's unique and so, so wonderful. She's a fantastic talent. Um, speaking of fantastic talents, in this movie, I believe uh, that Chris and Bryce yes. have a, are, are fantastic couple yeah. uh, do you have a favourite movie couple of all time previously what a wonderful question not necessarily dinosaur movie but a couple movie yeah oh my golly well so many movies about coupling I sure like Casablanca oh yeah and he says you know go ahead shoot me you'd be doing me a favour you know 
And then they get together. Okay, I'll do the thinking for both of us. And then sends her off. You know, so everybody knows the ending there. I'm thinking of another romantic couple. Oh, how about The Apartment? Oh, yeah. Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine. Oh, my God. He says at the end, he says, Miss Kubelik, I, I absolutely adore you. Did you hear what I say? She says, shut up and deal. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it's the old school ones still stand the test of time. They're still some of the best those ever. Those are a couple of my favorite. Those knocked me out, those ones. Uh, the problem with the couple in this one is that neither one of them uh, are willing to make the first move. That is the problem there. Do you have any advice for potential couples if one of them are having trouble making that first move that will send them on the next step? It, well, I know. Who, who am I to advise? Uh, it's a certainly Jeff case. Well, <laughs> it, it's a case by case basis, you know, depending on the person and the moment, of course. But um, you know what movie kills me is uh, Remains of the Day. Oh yeah. Here we are. I did uh, uh, Emma Thompson's first movie. And uh, Anthony Hopkins, that's the, that's their problem too. Yeah, and that breaks my heart. That movie, you know, he he loves her and can't s- s- break out of his, you know, butler's uh, formality. And she's waiting for him too, and and, and they, he he can't. He just can't do it. Oh, it's excruciating. <laughs> it's so so romantic. Um, well, I don't know. You know, me, I, I met my lady love, the love of my life, Emily. Uh, uh, we're married. Now we've been together six, seven years, and we have two small boys, three and one. And um, I, I don't know. I, just, I, I You know, I, I saw her at the gym. At the gym, I was working out, and she was, she was in the Olympics for Canada. She did rhythmic gymnastics, and she was doing amazing, some amazing things. And I just, I couldn't help myself. I just marched over and... Started to talk to her, you know. <laughs> so that's all it takes, just build up the courage, go over and say the, the first words, well, you're done. you don't, you really don't want to. Don't bother anybody. You no, know, if you, no, no, if no. If you sense, if you can, you know, err on the t- side of sensitivity, and if you sense that it's unwanted, mm, don't press the issue. Absolutely. Uh, but, um, on the other hand, don't let your gift be, un, you know, uh, given and don't let it stay in the box and with the wrapping on, you know, at least the other person should know. Give give yourself a chance. <laughs> Fantastic, Jeff. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Genetic power has now been unleashed. You can't put it back in the box. I'll be all right. These creatures were here before us. And if we're not careful, they're going to be here after. Welcome to Jurassic World.
those dinosaur noises are amazing. Yeah, they are. Yeah, uh, if you just imagine the visuals uh, to go with them, they're all. That's good. exactly what they're I'm doing. Good, yeah. um, they're not as amazing as Jeff Goldblum, though. <laughs> no, yeah, I'd like is? to point out. Uh, chose multiple answers for his favorite movie couple. He did, he yeah. Didn't, he didn't own. He, he did. He, he did, yeah. It seems to be the just the thing to do. So you, I'm in good company. Ian so Kenny. the two of you can feck off. You're no Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, though. you're not exactly Jeff Goldblum. Jerry <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Do you maybe Jeff Goldblum <laughs> like towards the end of the fly? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the way I feel right now. Actually, <laughs> do you think you've ever interviewed anyone or met anyone as uh, is eccentric the right word? Are you like with that kind of unique a personality? Uh, you get some larger than life characters. Yeah, no, no, no one really comes to mind uh, as being that. Uh, equal parts like really nice and charming but also uh, yeah kind of almost erratic where you're just like I don't know erratic er- erratic 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 some, pe- erotic. some people do find Mr. Goblin erotic Andy Garcia <laughs> so okay, that's a callback we're back to that one <laughs> callback to last week <laughs> uh, but yeah no he was uh, he's a fantastic person to interview um, it's a shame he's only in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom for about 45 seconds Oh, all in all did you hear him God. in the trailer there well hold on a that's, second uh, that's the extent of it it was part in the film but the trailer shows uh, Jeff Goldblum yeah in like reprising his role from the original uh, Dr. Ian McElroy yeah from uh, the original Jurassic Park film and he's in some kind of I don't know courtroom or yeah. official looking boardroom and he's basically explaining to everybody the dangers yeah. of dinosaurs yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> again like, he's like the Al Gore of uh Dinosaur predictions. You're like, I, I don't told you this was uh, this was going to happen. So, and that's it. He's not in the rest of the film. No. Okay. That's that's the extent of it. Uh, the plot of Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom involves uh, a, a rich uh, company that's kind of related to Richard Attenborough's company from the first two, uh, except this engine. engine is it? In, yes, I can't recall the name of the new one though. Uh, and it's owned by James Cromwell, you know, from Babe, and yep. it's run by Babe Jen Rafe or Raff. Uh, Spall yeah. um, from other things Prometheus <laughs> and stuff <laughs> from Timothy Spall uh, and they hire Bryce Dallas Howard to uh, help save a small number of dinosaurs from uh, the Jurassic World island because there's an active volcano that's about to blow up and kill everything on it nightmare uh, but they've set up a little sanctuary island not too far away where they can bring a small select number of dinosaurs to continue the species um so they're saving the dinosaurs from extinction again? Again, yes, okay. because the government is like, well, this was a private uh, company thing and we can't step in to, you know, do anything in the way of what's essentially an act of God. So she hasn't spoken to Chris Pratt's character since the last movie uh, for reasons that they'll get into across the film, but she needs his help because he's the only one, if you remember, uh, who has kind of trained the dinosaurs yes. and he knows how to get close to them. So the two of them uh, and a few other supporting characters, including uh, Ted Levine, who was in like Science of the Lambs and stuff okay he is uh, the front man for the big mega company for the company uh, the evil corporation exactly and they have to get on the island save the dinosaurs before the volcano blows up uh, and then further plot developments which uh, I won't get into here because oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you need to see this film just so we can have a conversation about the, the direction that this film goes in it is bonkers Okay, well, let's go back a couple of years to Jurassic World. Okay. And, uh, well, no, let's go back a, a few years more. Come with me through Diamond Space. 1993. 
uh, Jurassic Park is released and I think uh, Rory you've a brilliant description of it uh, and you mentioned it in the interview there with uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Hart this was your Star Wars yeah I think we all would have been around kind of 9, 10, 11 at the time whenever this film was released oh Paul you were probably a little bit younger Uh, no I would have been yeah 7, 7 or 8 yeah Yeah, so um, whenever we saw this in the cinema completely blew us away yeah yeah. the Um, Brontosaurus shot was one of those like jaw dropping moments yeah and and still does to this day I know we've talked about it before in the show Um, as I mentioned you know I've woken up my parents in the middle of the night to tell them how to escape from T-Rexes Raptors even though the Raptors you were chatting about Muldoon weren't you a few weeks ago that's right clever girl exactly that scene in the jungle so um, Jurassic Park is a very important film to us so whenever Jurassic World was announced and came out I I thought it was surprisingly good I really Mm. enjoyed it yeah having fun I actually haven't seen it since I saw it again uh, or since I saw it that first time in the cinema so I don't know what it's like on repeat viewing but I'm excited about going to see this one see the thing about Jurassic World was after one, two, and three, we were finally getting to see the park in operation. And that was such a fantastic uh, hook because we've been waiting since 93 to see Jurassic Park, like, full of customers and then watch everything break loose. Mm. That's a fantastic uh, setup. Whereas with this one, because um, the first three movies and the fourth one have all been set on a, a, an island filled with dinosaurs. And Isla Nubar, I think is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then it was Isla Sorna was mm. on the second or third one. And the plot was essentially just like, there's, there's dinosaurs on the island, you're on the island, get off the island. That's that's the extent of it. Uh, whereas this one is, it kind of blows that up, like literally with the volcano. It's like, right, that's that done now. So <laughs> we have to move hmm. forward with where the future of the Jurassic World story is going. And... Um, Fair play to them because they they do a it's a big old swing of an idea uh, and it is a fucking awful idea that they go oh, with no. in the end. There's there's one there's one bit in particular where I, where I was at the junket screening and I turned to the person beside me and was like, are they for real? Have they actually have they done this? This is what they I'm so intrigued. I really want you both yeah, to go see course. it because there, like I said, there's, there's there's one bit in particular, and I was like, "What have you done?" But, I'm um, very curious because Bayona, the director, I love the orphanage. It's one of my favorite films of all time. I like, I really like the. Impossible. I can't wait to watch. The and orphanage. a monster, a monster calls was so underrated. No yeah. one saw it. And it's a lovely, heartbreaking film. Yeah. So his track record for me is nearly exemplary going into this. That's why. Aside from the dinosaurs and Jeff Goldblum, Chris Pratt, like he, when I heard he was announced, I was so excited. A big attraction. Well, whenever the film, when the film is at its best, it feels like a Bayona film. Okay. When it's at its worst, it feels like a Colin Trevorrow film. He's the guy who directed Jurassic World. Uh, He co-wrote Fallen Kingdom. He had initially left to direct Star Wars Wars, Episode Nine then was replaced by J.J. Abrams so he's coming back now to do Jurassic World 3 so you had too yeah, much input you think that? it's uh, I don't know but like apparently they had creative differences which is fine but I feel like someone whoever was looking after Jurassic World should have been like actually Colin we have creative differences with your ideas for the sequel because what are you doing with this like it's yeah that's strange for him to, to do it to leave and then to come back again yeah like the, you never go back there's some, there's some really really good bits in it like really good sequences but just just the overall where did where they are planning to take the third one which is set up smack bang in the middle of Fallen Kingdom I'm just I'm not on board with that at all Okay, interesting. Well, it is released in Irish cinemas this week and it'll do phenomenally well because Jurassic World took a ridiculous amount of money at the box office yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago. 1.7 billion. Yeah, it was, uh, that's uh, 
shorthand there for billion. I think. Cool, cool talk. Cool talk for billion. Um, yeah, so it's the big release this week, and you can also keep an ear out for our bonus feature. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, on Jurassic World <laughs> Fallen Kingdom which will have uh, full interviews with uh, Jeff Goldblum Chris Pratt Bryce Dallas Hard and director J.A. Bayona and writer producer uh, Colin Trevorrow or Ed. Trevorrow I'm not actually sure how to <laughs> but it is Colin Colleen Colleen <laughs> Colleen so you Colleen can hear Trevorrow all of those on the big review ski but if you can't uh, as ever make it to the cinema to see those deadly dinos uh, we do have a home uh, recommendation for you to watch and this week Paul has uh, got your viewing. I understand it's your recognition this week. (laughs) From a gigantic mahoosive budget which is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom to a very small independent film which I think a lot of people should should have seen. One of my favourite films that left a real impression on me that went under the radar from a few years. It's now on Netflix. It's called The Edge of Seventeen. Oh, that's a good one. Featuring Woody Harrelson and Hayley Stainfield. A really authentic film about a young girl who's, like all teenagers, angry. She's no reason why. She's funny. She's insecure. She's just a very well-rounded teenager. Um, she hates her brother, like all siblings do, in that kind of friendly rivalry way. And she only has one friend in her life. But what happens, uh, the film is her brother, sorry, uh, ends up dating her best friend. And she thinks she's the centre of her world. But after re- meeting Woody Harrelson's teacher, who's one of the best teachers in cinema, he's so cynical and sarcastic and he hates everything. She kind of understands what it is to be an adult. Uh, it's very easy to make these films really really wrong and like treat kids as like these Dawson's Creek kind of philosophers so she's just a very normal teenager like and Steinfeld's excellent in it it's very funny it's very perceptive and it's just a little little gem of a film big fan big fan it's a great choice that film's called The Edge of 17 and it's now on Netflix definitely check it out amazing I remember you talking about that whenever the film was released and it's not that I don't listen to you or pay attention to your advice but I didn't get a chance to see it but I will now good it's on Netflix (laughs) I think you'll enjoy it for me one of my favourite Woody Harrelson performances oh he should have not won but definitely been nominated for uh, for Best Supporting Actor is that Woody Harrelson friend of the Big Rewski Woody Harrelson who was on the show last the guy you were chatting to about solo not too long indeed he indeed He, he and Sandy Newton and, uh, Tandy, H- you have to say Tandy. And, uh, she doesn't Hayley, like Tandy. Hayley, who's going out? But with don't have own. a H in she's your name. Going out with uh, Nile Horn, <laughs> now, I think. Isn't she? Who, who? Hayley Steinfeld's going out with Nile Horn. Really? Is yeah. she? Yeah. There you go. We're there. Are we going to get? Sued? We have all the celebrity guys. Are you just you making stuff up? Is that oh. libelous? I don't know. Okay. Did you listen to <laughs> we the show? We'll, we'll find out next week. All you have to do is put in um, re- re- uh, reportedly or whatever that allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know if that works anymore. Anyway, sorry, you're on. Edge of seventeen. Check it out. Thanks, GDPR. Now it's time for this week's competition high clue. Which you haven't got the original high clue for. Oh, this I one, haven't. Have you? You're one from earlier. Do, do you need a gift? Do you need a hint? I do. Okay, so before we go into the competition one, I'm still struggling with this one. I'm still struggling with breathing, to be honest. So yeah. everything I'll, I'll else point is out just again for a the bonus. We've already got it instantly announced. No I know. Listen, I'm not a competitive person. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm probably the it. most I'm making it. non-competitive person you've ever met. Well, you're losing at it. So Pete dances on stars. Prison Break needs leg and tape. Tree keeps them all free. Do you need a clue? Pick a word there, I'll give you a clue. Okay. I'll a word? I'll pick, okay, pick three things. I'll give, give it, you no, three No, it's, it's, uh, oh my God. What? It's, uh, like it's, you don't need. Do I know the film? Yes. yes. 100%. Do I like the film? Yeah, you love it. I what? Jump across his desk. <laughs> Pete glances on stars. I love this film. Oh, you're right, I do. The only, what, okay, okay, what is the I'll, most I'll, famous I'll, tree you can think of? Oh, Groot. 
Okay, so wait. Pete dances on stars. Yeah, work it out. Oh, he does the dance off. And what's his character's name? Peter Peter Quill, Star Lord. Yeah, yeah. Prison Break needs leg and tape. Oh, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, he did it. Nailed it. Yeah. Thinks we both we both got it at the same time. Peter Quill dances Nailed at the start it. of the film. At the end of the film, the stars, Star Lord, Prison Break, the sequence, and a Prison Break uh, rocket needs an artificial leg, and the tape is the mixtape. Quill goes back in for the tree is Groot. He keeps them all free at the end. He keeps the Guardians safe. He keeps the galaxy safe. And Chris Pratt is in Jurassic World this week. Amazing Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and got it. Uh, and well, is the yeah. answer. Sound guy, can you uh, take that answer and maybe put it in <laughs> about four, four days <laughs> earlier? <laughs> we'll blame that. We'll blame that on the. Uh, we'll blame that on the meds. Yeah. No, we're make- Oh, I do need some meds. Uh, now we're moving on to this week's competition. Hi, Clue. Congratulations to everyone who got last week's one correct. It went as follows: animalistic VIP wants red flower, feline parental or feline parental. That's F E L I N E, and the answer, of course is the Jungle Book, the 1967 Walt Disney animated version. Uh, The explanation behind that one, animalistic, was... Well, basically, they're all animals. The majority of them, anyway. Um, Plus, anima kind of sounds like animated. That's a bit of a stretch. Um, VIP wants Red Flower. Red Flower is, of course, fire. And King Louis, the orangutan, uh, sings about uh, fire and the Red Flower in his song, King of the Swingers. He also describes himself as the VIP, very important primate. And feline parental is Bagheera, uh, the jaguar who's looking after Mowgli, the orphaned boy. So that was the Jungle Book. Loads of people got that one right. Oh, gazillions. Too many to name. Now, for a chance <laughs> to win some jazzy Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom merchandise, oh, it'd be good to give like, away a lock of Jeff Goldblum's hair or something. I'm not giving like that a, away. Like I'm keeping against that. Against his consent? <laughs> no, no, we exactly. definitely just, we ask just have him. hair? We definitely, definitely <laughs> ask Rory him Chavis, first. Jeff Goldblum's hair? Not on me. We could pretend Definitely not in the locket around my neck. I'd yeah. say that weird guy who emailed you about the bag probably has some. Hey, that's legitimate. That could be him. That could be the Have real some guy. Faith in and people he's listening to the music right now. And you just described him as a weird guy. R- Rory no. is the world's greatest <laughs> correspondent on the Meg. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All you have I'm to do. the only correspondent on the Meg, <laughs> but that's, it's a niche market that he's cornered. Yeah. All you have to do to be in with the chance of winning those uh, Fallen Kingdom goodies is subscribe to the Big Review Ski and answer this week's GDP or protected question in the competition. Yeah. That's up on Joe. Topical. So oh, did I ruin your joke when I said GDP? Kind of, or yeah, or yeah. Ah. I was like, uh, we haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, hey, feck you, you GDP or ICK. <gasps> that's clever. That worked all right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. got most of That's my brain power thing. for That's the day. The yeah, day. In weeks. That's where it's gone. Oh, couldn't right. make a high clue because he was spelling out GD prick. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for this week's high clue? I am. Go for it. Okay. Line one. 90210. Second line is Scott Lang longs for Sonny's girl. Sonny's is with a capital S. I, think I have this. S O N N Y apostrophe S. And the final line is, she's Pennyworth's niece. And the final line, Pennyworth is with a capital P, Pennyworth's niece. And Pennyworth is all one word. And Paul's got it. Got it in two. Nine oh two one oh. Scott Lang longs for Sonny's girl. She's Pennyworth's niece. And Rory's got it as well. Thank you very much. So, congratulations to both of you. You both get one of Jeff Goldblum's toes. 
<laughs> Congratulations. I took a real limp. I've got them turn there, didn't I? And a fridge in my bag. Duh. He's going to find it difficult to walk oh, I can get going you, forward, I, but... I, uh, you need a toe? I can get you a toe, dude. Good to know. Yeah. Good to toe? <laughs> good to toe. Good to know. Uh, coming up on next week's show... Good to know, no. That's, that's not going anywhere. Gnome no, we're we going back to Gnome no, we're, no, no, we're not. Not at all. Gnome we're going to have an interview with the star and director of Super Troopers 2, Jay Chan... I'll have it learnt by by the actual interview it's a tough surname to say like if that were a high clue that would be the whole high clue (laughs) yes all the syllables in one Uh, so yeah keep an ear out for that and as we said our bonus feature for so much edge can I get one of those falling kingdom per episode Um, so yeah that's pretty much it for this week Uh, well I hope you feel better oh me too Paul uh I really don't hope he feels better. No, I can tell he he doesn't. And um, <coughs> yeah, I was going over to the corner to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just leave it there because I'm not going to let you say anything else because you come me off. We're all going to the bar one. after. Just our leave it there. Yeah. Thanks, guy. Bye, everybody. <laughs> no, I said.